You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Behave with Arden Moore. This show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Hey everybody, this is Arden Moore, your host of the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm inside a police car, and I didn't even do anything wrong. Honest, officer. Actually, I'm with Corporal Brian Anthony. We are in Pearl River County. We're talking about Mississippi, and we're here to teach a bunch of police officers who have canine officers, pet first aid, and we have to give a pause and applause to Corporal Brian Anthony because he's the guy who tracked me down and said, you got to come to Mississippi. So welcome to the show, Brian. Well, I appreciate it. I really look forward to you coming out here. And we look forward to all the information that you have for us. Our partners are very important to us. And we want to be able to do everything that we can for them if they happen to have anything happen to them while they're on duty. So that's why we invited you out here. So let's talk about your four-legged partner. What's the uh, 411 on Nix? Nix is going to be 10 years old in April, and him and I have been partners for about seven years. And um, he's part of my family. He comes home with me. And uh, we have five other dogs on the unit, and uh, you'll get to meet all of them tomorrow. And then uh, we'll be able to introduce you to all of them. Now, when we were arranging this... <laughs> I have to laugh. You've got to tell people. You said to me, I said, oh, do you want me to use one of your police officers to do as demonstrations? And you said, what happens if you touch the back end of a police dog? He lets you know that he didn't appreciate it. <laughs> I'm thinking the word chop suey right now. Yeah, that that's a technical term, I guess. But uh, <laughs> actually, you know, we don't really let people come up on the dogs unless we're aware of it. They're right. very protective of us. It's not uncommon for me to be talking to somebody, whether it be out in public or in a controlled environment, and Nix is already scanning the area and looking and making sure that I'm protected. He's got my back 24-7. You have a term, something on a leash. In the canine world, everything gets telegraphed down the leash. Right. So basically, whatever the canine officer is feeling at the time, that's basically what the dog's going to be feeling. If you're not having a good day, the dog's not going to have a good day. If you're not up to snuff, if you're not feeling 100%, the dog's probably going to have the same characteristics. And he is he a Belgian Malinois, a mix? What is he? German Shepherd. Uh, Nix is a full-blooded German Shepherd, and uh, he was actually donated to us from the United States Air Force. Oh, very nice. I think you used the term jaws on a leash. We are getting away from the premise of the dog always being jaws on a leash perceived by the public we're trying to get away from that we are going to a more sociable type dog we uh we're very very adamant about trying to get everybody in the community to be aware of the canine unit and how they perform and how they react and of course you know it's great to get the dogs in the schools oh yeah and uh we we do a lot of work inside the schools we do different type of uh 
demonstrations. Demonstrations inside the the schools, and we get to talk to the kids about all types of things that you stay away from, like drugs and people they shouldn't be talking to. And the dogs are just a wonderful tool. Well, we're going to learn more about what it's like to be partnered with a canine officer by the name of Nix. We're going to talk to Brian and the rest of the gang, but we got to take a commercial break because we got to pay for this show. So you guys know the drill. Let's sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All behave. We'll be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. All right, we just had a great lunch, uh, Corporal Brian, Anthony, and I at this place called Home of the Best Shrimp Poor Boy. What's it called? O'Neill's. And uh, we're looking at what's inside a canine police unit car. And he pulls out this little briefcase thing. Corporal Brian, what's in there? Those are all our training aids. They're actually the narcotics themselves. I have narcotics here for marijuana, for cocaine, and methamphetamines. But they're kind of uh, customized for uh, the dog, because what's with these drugs? Well, I also got some balls in there, tennis balls. And what the tennis ball actually does is it's in there with the narcotic to get the scent with inside the ball. Whenever I'm playing with the puppies or whenever I'm actually training with a new dog, they're all about the ball. Uh, A lot of people think that our dogs are on the drugs. We get them addicted to the drug. We don't get them addicted to the drug. What we do is we get them associated with the scent of the narcotic. And they understand that when I find the scent of that narcotic and I do what I'm supposed to do, whether it be scratch or whether it be sit or whether it be stand still and look at my my handler, then they get their toy. There you go. And the more excited they are about their toy, the better narcotic dog they're going to be. So when we are looking for a dog to train, we bring a ball with this or something like that, and the dog that goes the most craziest over that ball, that's going to be the best narcotic dog because wow. it will do anything in the world to get its toy. Gives new meaning to the term play ball. Yes. And, <laughs> and uh, sometimes it's a ball. You know, we say ball. We say ball drive. That's where we're looking for a ball drive. But some of our dogs like a PVC pipe better. Some of our dogs like a piece of rope. Right. You know, just like your favorite toy when you were growing up as a kid. Some like dolls. Some like G.I. Joe's. Some like... I actually did like G.I. Joe's. You did like G.I. Joe? Yeah. Does anybody know who G.I. Joe is? <laughs> I just stated, all right, folks, I just stated myself. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Hey, we're going to learn more about what life is like to be a canine police officer. We're here in uh, Poplarville. We're going to take a break and uh, tour a little of the city. You're awesome. 
Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Hi, I'm Audrey Landers of Dallas fame. You have got to listen to Arden Moore on OBK on PetLifeRadio.com Bringing together pets, people, and more. It's true and it's fun. <laughs> We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OBH. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. And we're here at the Pearl River SPCA. That's in Pearl River County in Mississippi. And my next guest here is Judy Wharton. She's the top dog and the coolest cat here at the shelter. Welcome to the show, Judy. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. All right. We just got a nickel tour, and I already fell in love with Tulip, Peter, and Blossom. They are three cute little seven-week-old pups. And I love the fact that you have the cats in a different area and you really know how to cater to the feline. We try our best. You met Maria Diamond. She's the cat queen. She (laughs) rules the roost and she takes really good care of them. Talk about the way you've got it set up there for the cats to build their social skills and make them more adoptable. You've got the up and down, right? Yeah, we, we have all cat condos now. We've graduated from the rabbit cages that we used to have. We have mounted on the walls shelves that they can climb on. All of the cats and kittens get out periodically to play. during the day to have a play day. Yeah. The cat staff knows which cats get along with one another, so all during the day they get turned Giving new meaning to the term being catty. Absolutely. <laughs> and what about the dogs? I like how you've got it in different kinds of areas. We try because we feel dogs are social creatures to find dogs that get along together so that we can kennel the ones that are no longer in a litter, two or three in a kennel. We have pretty good-sized kennels for that. We have four huge exercise yards that all the dogs that have been fully vaccinated get out in at least once a day to run around. How big is your complex? Uh, We're on about an acre and a half, maybe an acre and three quarters, and we stretch from corner to corner. Yes, you're very good use of space. What got you in this field? I'm not real sure. Okay. When I when I came to Picayune, I was interested in getting involved in the community, and I've always loved animals. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got pulled in little bit by little bit. I started volunteering on Saturdays, coming in to clean the dog cages, because yeah. at that point in time, they couldn't afford pay staff to come in on weekends. So when somebody's got that job now, you could say, look, I worked my way up. I did that. That's probably a cool thing for a new employee to know. Yeah, I can actually tell everybody that works here. I've done almost everything I'm asking you to do. What is your personal pets at home? Let's do a shout out because they're sitting there listening to this radio show and going, mom's not even saying hi to me. Really? I've got Mac, who is an interesting dog. He's a 70 pound mixture, three quarters American Staffordshire Terrier, one quarter Jack Russell. Crazy sweet. A 70 pound Jack Russell. Can you imagine? (laughs) I just rewired the TV and the stereo. What do you else do you want me to do? Yep. 
Uh, his sister is Kinsey, and she is such a mixture. I call her my Heinz 112, oh. 114, because <laughs> she's Heinz 57 twice. Her All DNA right. didn't turn out any primary or secondary breeds. Okay. And my youngest is Triton. I think he's probably a pretty much full-blooded pit bull, but he suffers from mega esophagus. Oh, okay. So You know what? I have a name for pit bulls. I told that to Rachel Ray when she was on my show. I call them meaty cheeks because when they smile, they go, oh, meaty cheeks. Yes, and my guys have that meaty cheeks in the back end, too. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, again, how do people find out about uh, your SPCA in case they want to adopt or help make a donation? Okay, we have a website, prcspca.org. We're on Facebook. You can do a search for Pearl River County SPCA, and you should find our Facebook page. Now, have you been just dying to meet me? We've been talking and emailing. Aren't you glad you finally got we got to meet? I expected somebody much taller. I have a very tall radio voice. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> but I have a lot of leg room in the airplane. You, you Absolutely. I understand that <laughs> totally. Well, I, I thank you and bless you for everything you're doing to bring uh, the best out of pets here in Pearl River. And uh, we look forward to maybe coming back. But thank you for all you do. Well, thank you for coming down here and... Some of my staff is coming to both of your training sessions, and they're pretty excited. My condolences. I mean, congratulations to them. They'll learn a bit. All right. My condolences to you. <laughs> that was a fun tour of the Pearl County SPCA. I'm here now with Corporal Brian Anthony. We're getting ready to get back in a squad car. Hey, um, Brian, tell us a little bit about the size of Pearl County uh, and the need for canine officers. This county is 820 some odd square miles in, wow. in size. And we can have anywhere from four to five officers out patrolling at a time. So it's not uncommon for us to roll up on something by ourselves. So, so what, and this is Pearl this River? This is Pearl River County. To be a canine officer, you could have many different types of skills. Tell us some of the ways that these trained dogs are used, not only for police, but also for firefighters as well. I'm just saying that, that canines have become a valuable tool. We've uh, gone a lot further than just using the dog in apprehension and narcotic detection. Different breeds have wonderful sense of smell. Uh, as far as bloodhounds can be used for tracking individuals, and then there's also a lot of other breeds that can be used. And um, just here in this county, we have state fire marshals that are using dogs for arson detection, detecting any type of accelerants that are used in starting a fire. Wow. Um, we also have firemen out here that are using uh, cadaver dogs if we have to be looking for an individual that happened to be lost. We also got dogs for search and rescue in those manners. And we have uh, the railroad police that are in this area and they have bomb dogs. And there's just a lot of different things that you can use. And when we talked about it earlier, how we're not, not getting the dog hooked on their narcotics, that's not why they look for narcotics. They're looking for their ball. They're that's looking right. for their toy. So you can get that dog to the point where if I smell this odor, I get my toy. So if they smell the accelerant in an arson dog and they react to it, they get their toy. Now, you talked about something that might be something, uh, a future type of dog to be used in prisons. They're, uh, they're doing things with the dog actually smelling out the, 
the Nikon battery in a phone because we're starting to have a lot of people trying to sneak cell phones into prisons. So therefore, they are having cell phone dogs that actually sniff out the Nikon battery in a cell phone. Wow. Talk about giving a busy signal to the crooks. That's a good one. Yep. Uh, the, the individual who actually trained me in a trainer uh, actually did a dog because somebody made, uh, he made chandeliers out of antlers wanted it a way to find antlers in the the woods so what he did is he had a dog then he trained him how to smell out antlers so the guy could just send the dog into the woods and get all the antlers for him wow i gotta tell you we are very lucky and blessed to have dogs in our life don't you agree yes uh, they're a very valuable tool but unfortunately people don't understand that they are also a living breathing and have a personality and that's why we invited you here because we wanted to take care of them as much as they take care of us yeah they got your back you're six and you got to get their six all the time that's right all right the adventures continue here in pearl river county in mississippi tell our listeners just how important nix is to you as a canine partner what are some things that you would always do and never do with your partner who happens to be a canine we're not ever going to send a dog into a barricade assumption. Never. never. Never, never, never. Because you don't know what's going on there. That's right. And they could fire me that day when I tell my sheriff that we are not sending a dog into a barricaded situation. Well, I think people realize that these aren't dogs. These are four-legged officers. Oh, yeah. This and, is your partner. And I was actually thrilled when Mississippi passed the law that they are protected as such. As protected as? As a law enforcement Excellent, excellent. And what's the, do you know what the average cost is to train a dog? Is there anybody ever? <laughs> um, it all depends on who you go to. Yeah. I would say, just as a ballpark figure, for a trained dog, you're probably looking at, because see, some dogs can be up to $10,000. Wow. And that's not the, that's that's not counting the continuous training you guys do to keep the skills up and yeah, expand them. Yeah. Okay, say you're getting a dog for ten grand. Okay. And then you're spending another three to five grand to train the dog. That's with the guarantee that they're going to be certified trained dogs when they go past uh, past their certification. Right. So, you know, if you look at it from that standpoint, fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, I can see that. And that's not including good because you're riding in a four thousand dollar kennel right now. give or take, right listeners? The real point is that these are priceless allies for police officers. Well, that's it for this episode, folks, here deep in Mississippi. It's my first time to the state. And I have to tell you, I learned quite a lot about the many roles and the many skills that canine officers have. And as you can tell, they're used by both police and fire. A couple of highlights I got to share. One, my dog, Chipper, a husky golden retriever. She looks the part of a canine officer with those erect ears, alert eyes, you know, always being in a vigilant pose. Corporal Brian Anthony honored us by making her an honorary canine officer, complete with a badge and a certificate. The certificate hangs in my office. It'll be a memory that Chipper and I will enjoy for the rest of our lives. Chipper is almost 14. She acts still like a pup a little bit at times. She did everything she needed to do to help me train these officers in hands-on, veterinary-approved 
pet first aid. We trained the fleet of the officers, and I have to give a special shout out to emergency veterinarian, Dr. Mike Lasasso in Plano, Texas. He is one of the veterinarians on my advisory board for the Pet First Aid for You program that I run, and he helped me customize this Pet First Aid and Safety class for these amazing officers and their dogs so that they know what to do and what not to do in an emergency when minutes count and they need to get their canine partners to a veterinarian for care if the dog should become ill or injured or worse, become stabbed or shot. I took this mission very seriously and I feel honored to have been asked by the uh, members of the police force in Mississippi to train them. The other thing I need to tell you is that they were pretty funny in the classroom, I gotta say. They needed to use a little bit of sense of humor. One of the officers, I had my pet safety cat, Casey, in the classroom because we were on a road trip, on a four-state road trip teaching classes. And this big, tall officer named Shane says, what the hell's this cat doing in here? And by the end of the class, Casey, my orange tabby, the only cat teaching pet first aid on an active basis, charmed Officer Shane. He held Casey in his arms and the cat was purring like a diesel engine. And he says, I like this cat. So, hey, if you can get turn an officer into a cat lover, that's good. But unfortunately, they stopped short of making Casey an honorary canine or feline officer. But we can always try next year. At this time, I also want to give a very special thank you to my producer, Mark Winter. I brought my handheld microphone to Mississippi for these interviews, and uh, he had to be much like a Betsy Ross, stitching all the segments together to put this episode together. And I do thank you, Mark, for doing that. You did a wonderful job. I invite all of you to listen to all the shows on Pet Life Radio. Check out our host. We have some fantastic guests. We are covering everything that you need to know on how to bring out the best in your dog, cat, and other companion animals. So until next time, we're getting ready to fill up the gas tank and head back to Dallas with Chipper and Casey. This is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.